Hello and welcome to the Parish Podcast of St. Anthony of Padua Catholic Church in the Woodlands, Texas. We're excited to share with you Sunday at St. Anthony's, a homily message from this past weekend that we hope you'll find enlightening. Thanks for tuning in and praying with us. When Judas had left them, Jesus said, Now is Son of Man glorified and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and God will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little while longer. I give you a new commandment, love one another. As I have loved you, so you also should love one another. This is how all will know that you are my disciples. If you have love, for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. So I want to try and and talk a little bit about love. Love. We've made such a mess of it in America, in the Western culture in the 21st century, because we think that love is a feeling, right? I mean, listen to the music, watch TV, listen to you know, watch the, you know, read the books, whatever. It, it's talking about love as a feeling. Love is not a feeling. And if we can understand that, I think we'll, we'll have a deeper understanding of what Jesus is really driving at, at this passage, as he does in so many, he talks about love so often. Love is not a feeling. It's an action. It's something that we do. Okay? It's not a passive thing. It's an active thing. In today's gospel, we hear... They will know you are my disciples if you love one another. Well, the question that I often get asked is, Deacon Rick, do I have to love somebody I don't like? How about you guys? Do I have to love somebody, the people that I don't really like? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. But let's talk about what that means. How do I love somebody I don't even like? Right? Particularly the family members. I'm sure you guys don't have any, but I do. I have some family members that I don't really care for very much. Um, but, you know, I still got to love them, even though I may not particularly like them. You know, I got a sibling or two that, that I don't really care for that much, but, you know, I still got to love them. How do I do that? Well, that's what I want to talk to you about. Love is action. It's a choice. It's willing the good of others. Okay? So let's talk about love. We got God the Father, who is the lover. We have God the Son, who is the beloved one, the one receiving that love. And then we have the Holy Spirit, which is love itself. And I have here um, a Holy Spirit coin. So I'm going to use this as an example of love and what to do with it. Two sides of this coin. One is called repentance, and the other is called forgiveness. If you don't have repentance in your heart, if you don't repent, you're not going to have love. If you don't have forgiveness in your heart, 
you're not going to have love. So let's talk about that. How do I love those people I don't even like? Repentance, forgiveness. Let me talk about uh, forgiveness first. Forgiveness also, like love and repentance, is an action. It's a choice you make. You choose to forgive someone. Forgiveness is not, again, also is not a feeling. I don't feel like I want to forgive them. Okay? No, forgiveness is an action, something you choose to do. Now, there's three kind of pieces of, of forgiveness I want to talk about. There's forgiveness, then there's forgetting, and then there's reconciling. Three kind of different things. Forgiveness is a choice you make. You choose to forgive. But I don't forget. But I remember that hurt and that pain that maybe that person did to me. Repentance is the sin that you do. Forgiveness is the sin that was against you. Forgiveness has to do, oftentimes we think of, is justice. Forgiveness is justice. We got to make things equal. They hurt me, what do I got to do? I got to hurt them back of equal portions. I got to have justice here. They got to get what they deserve. That's unforgiveness. Is, is a little quirk, quirky little saying is, unforgiveness is like me drinking poison thinking it's going to kill you. Unforgiveness is me drinking the poison thinking it's going to kill you. It doesn't work exactly that way, does it? Any of you ever have any for, unforgiveness in your heart? Well, maybe you don't want to raise your hand. That's okay. I'll raise, your, I'll raise my hand for a couple of you out there, okay? Unforgiveness, it's a choice. But I can't forget what they, they did to me, especially the intense ones, right? Maybe the, the really deep wounds, but I can't forget it. Well, that's good. It's good you can't forget. Why? Because that means you have something between your ears. It's called a brain. You're not going to forget. Forgetting isn't forgiving. It's not forgetting. They're two different things. And most likely, depending on the intensity of the wound that, that was inflicted upon you, you may not forget it. So what do I do? What do I do with this stuff? Now there's reconciling. Reconciling is, is oftentimes thought of in those familial, family relations. Oftentimes we have, to, we have to forgive someone, we have to reconcile with them, which is put back in balance, put back in harmony. You know, I have a brother that I don't particularly get along with. Um, we were close in age and there was always a conflict and I learned early in life he's a big guy. And, and if I could, I'd show you the picture of my four, there's four boys. We, we got together this past um, winter in Florida. And so I got a picture and I'm the, I'm the smallest one. <laughs> The other three like tower over me. And I learned at an early age that I don't pick on my brother Billy. <laughs> he's, he's bigger than I am. Um, but I still got to love him. And, and we still communicate. We still talk. Do I talk to him every week? No, I don't. But when we get together, we try to talk. And, you know, I, I try to, to bring up some peacefulness there. I try to reconcile that relationship that's been a struggle for a long time. So I try to reconcile that. It's an action. It's something I have to do. It just doesn't happen by itself. What is that relationship in your life that needs a little reconciliation, right? Especially the familiar ones, particularly the really knit family ones. You know, if you're married, your spouse, right? 
maybe your children, your parent? What is that relationship that needs to be reconciled? There needs to be forgiveness that's done in person to correct that relationship, to bring it back in harmony. But then you say, Deacon Rick, there's some relationships I still hear that i got to love somebody that I don't like. Well, sometimes there are relationships that you can't or maybe shouldn't reconcile. Right? Especially, right, we think of maybe abusive relationships. No, that doesn't mean you have to go enter back into that relationship and be abused again. No, maybe that, recon- maybe that forgiveness has to take place in a different way and not through reconciliation. Well, guess what? Jesus is willing to step in the breach for you. That's what forgiveness is. Putting Jesus in the middle of that and allowing that that frustration, that anger, that bitterness, whatever that is that's keeping that relationship from not being reconciled, Jesus is ready, willing, and able to step into that. But again, it's a choice. It's a choice. Because oftentimes, unreconciliation has to do with anger. There are four major gateways that we open up to let the evil one in. Four major ones. Fear, anger, sexual misconduct, and the occult, like Ouija boards and that kind of stuff. Okay, So anger is one of those. And if you have a relationship that needs to be healed and that you need to forgive... Let's not drink the poison anymore. Bring that relationship to Jesus and let Jesus heal you of that by making a choice to do that. That's the one side of the coin of love. You can't love if I'm holding on to bitterness or unforgiveness. The other side of the coin is repentance. That's the sins that I commit that I need to ask forgiveness for. There's also a portion, if it can be reconciled, that that relationship should be reconciled, much in the same way of forgiveness. If you can, restore that relationship and repent for the sin that you committed upon somebody else. If you can reconcile that, that's going to bring wholeness and completeness. Okay, so we, we should do that. How do you do that? You just... You know, depending on whatever the sin happens to be, that thing that broke that relationship. Particularly in, because I've been married for a little while now. Um, you know, particularly with my wife, Elaine. There's times when, and I'm sure you guys never have this, all the married people, um, but we have disagreements. You know, and, and oftentimes with me. I'm, I'm the, the biggest problem. And so I need to repent. I need to go to Elaine and offer her me being sorry. Right? I have to do that. Why? Because I want that relationship to continue. So I want to reconcile that relationship. I want to repent, I'm sorry, for those sins that I've committed. Again, there's some relationships that maybe you can't. Maybe the person's not here. Maybe it's a repentance to a parent that's, that's predeceased you. You know, Maybe it's to somebody, a, a friend or, or something that you haven't seen in years and have lost connection with. Well, in those cases, when, when the repentance being sorry for what I've done, cannot be restored or reconciled, then that's where Jesus steps in. Offer that that point of uh, repentance in and through Jesus Christ. He is ready, willing, and able. 
but you have to make the choice. What relationship in your life needs a little repentance? Maybe pray through that over this next week. Now, you don't, it doesn't have to be these huge, gigantic things that seem overwhelming. Maybe it's the little things, right? Whatever that is, it's driving you nuts if you're married, right? Your spouse drives you nuts by doing this, right? Whatever that is. Maybe there's a little bit of that that has to take place that you can reconcile. Maybe it's, it's something with, with a, a neighbor years ago that you don't even have any relationship that did said he didn't like your bushes out there in the front lawn or whatever it is. Didn't like those colors of the flower. You know, maybe there's a little unforgiveness in your heart. Because the simple truth is, if you don't take care of it now, you're going to take care of it later. So I'm going to assume that everybody here is going to heaven. Who wants to go to heaven? I do. I want to go to heaven. Well, guess what? When you die, you're judged. Going to heaven, you're going to hell. Oftentimes in, a, in Western culture, we think there's a, like a third option there. <laughs> there's not. That's the choices. You know, you're going to heaven or hell. Well, when you die, if you don't die in perfect grace, which most of us don't, there's some bitterness, anger, disappointment, loneliness, frustration that, we're, that we held on to during our life. Guess what happens? You're judged, you're going to heaven, but you can't go there. And the, the scripture tells us that. The, the second reading tells us there's no more death or moaning or pain in heaven. That means that anything I'm holding on to when I die, guess what? I can't go to heaven until that has been purged from me. I.e., that's called what? Purgatory. That's, that's, the, that's the theology of purgatory. We don't die perfect, so we need time to purge ourselves of these final things that we're holding on to. So guess what? I'm going to either take care of it now or I'm going to take care of it later. It's going to get taken care of. And when you, I, I believe church I think tells us as well when I die I I know whether where I'm going heaven or hell I mean go hell I go right there and you know pass and go and get two hundred dollars you go right there if I go to heaven I'm going to spend time in purgatory and I think that's got to be a living hell because you know where you're going and you can seal it and sense it but there's something I'm holding on to nope I'm not letting that one go I'm holding on to it now that may be just a second it may be a thousand years but it's got to be excruciating pain knowing where you're going and I'm holding on to something before I get there. Let's not do that. Let's seek the opportunity to use the sacrament of reconciliation that the priest can provide us to cleanse us of those things that we're holding on to in a beautiful and a sacramental and a permanent way, sacrament of reconciliation. If you haven't done that in a while, Guess what? We do sacrament of reconciliation here all the time. Come on in and see the priest. They'd love to see you. Right, Father Matthew? <laughs> I think he, I couldn't tell if he was shaking his head up or down. <laughs> I'm assuming he was shaking his head up. Father Matthew's an awesome uh, confessor. Um, but in those times between, use the beautiful gift that God has given us to repent for those sins that you've committed and forgive those people that have sinned against you. Do that because it's, we're doing it now or we're doing it later. And I certainly want to do as much of it now as I can and not do it later. 
because I want to go to heaven as soon as I can. So let us use the beautiful gift, the coin of the Holy Spirit, the two sides of love, that of repentance and forgiveness to choice. Let's choose love. Let's choose repentance and forgiveness. Amen? St. Anthony of Padua, pray for us.